to She's So Cozy, a weekly podcast that is here to help you find cozy in everyday life. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'll be joined by guests along the way as we discover and discuss all the cozy things. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first episode of She's So Cozy of all the places there are on the internet and all the podcasts you can listen to, you chose to be here and I'm so thankful. During our time today, I want to first share a little background on me and how this podcast came about. And then after that, I wanna jump right into what I think is one of the coziest topics of all. Um, But first, a little about me. Um, I'm married to a really sweet guy that keeps me laughing He's a great cook, he's a wonderful father and a wonderful grandfather, so I feel that I have married the perfect man, Um, especially because he continues to make me laugh after all these years. (laughs) Uh, We have four lovely daughters, a wonderful son-in-law, and a precious granddaughter that absolutely owns our heart. Um, She is wonderful and amazing and we're also expecting a grandson in just a few weeks so we've got a lot of really great things coming up very exciting we live in the beautiful tennessee valley area and my husband was born and raised here and i've lived here since i was about seven i'm originally from up north um, but i have lived in the tennessee valley like i said ever since i was about seven so it's a great place to live um, we have um, all four seasons here. It's it's beautiful. The idea for this podcast came to me several months back. I'm always looking for things that make me feel cozy, whether it's something to wear, something in my surroundings, something to read. And in this case, I wanted something cozy to listen to. I began searching for a very specific type of podcast. And obviously, number one, it had to be cozy. (laughs) And I wanted it to be calming without making me sleepy. Although, side note to that, there are some wonderful bedtime podcasts that I have found, and we'll go over those in a future visit. But I wanted something informative without being heavy, I mean, I found several that were really, really great, but I felt there was something more that I could contribute to the cozy conversation. So here we are. The name She's So Cozy um, was really a no-brainer. Um, it's very, very easy to come up with. Um, my grandma name is Cozy. My husband um, is Big Bear, and if you ever saw him, you would know that He is, in fact, just a great big old bear of a man. So we are Big Bear and Cozy. And I I do feel like we wear those names well. Um, And let me say, too, there is nothing cozier than snuggling your grandbabies. Um, Being a grandma is all the wonderful things about motherhood just rolled up into one squishy, wonderful baby. It, it is the absolute best thing. Um, I love being a mama and I love being a grandma, love being a cozy. It is just, it's really one of the absolute greatest things in life. And I really don't think you can top the cozy feeling 
of snuggling your grandchildren. So I'm not even going to try to top it. <laughs> it's just, it will always be number one for me. And I do think that every grandmother out there can relate to that and would agree with me. Uh, once I decided to move forward with this podcast, my youngest daughter and I started to make a list of all the topics that we could cover. It turned out to be a pretty long list with topics that we can go over in such deep detail, we will probably have to stretch it out over a few um, visits together. Um, and I must admit, some of the topics may seem a little off the wall, but I hope you'll find things that you'll be able to relate to or maybe discover something new that you never considered to be cozy. But for today, I wanted to kick things off with what I think is one of my favorite cozy topics, and that is books. Now, this is one of those topics that I could probably spend hours on because there are so many books I love, but since I respect your time, which we will only be together about 20 minutes every week because I know you've got other things you need to get to. Um, But because I respect your time, I've narrowed my list down quite a bit to about four books. Um, I've been reading, it feels like, my entire life. Um, My sister taught me how to read when I was three. And every day after she would get home from kindergarten, she would play school with me. And through that, she inadvertently taught me how to read. So it has stuck with me my whole life. I've always had this love of reading. um, And I have read all kinds of books from biographies and thrillers to young adult fiction and mysteries. And I will say the older I get, the more I want something very calming and very gentle. And so I started thinking about, okay, what are some books I can find that are gentle? You know, and I start, is there something called, is it, you know, gentle reads? Is that a thing? So I Googled it. And sure enough, there are so many searches on um, gentle reads. It is an actual, I guess, genre of books. Um, So I was so glad to know that there are other literary lightweights out there like me (laughs) who just want something very, I don't want to say boring, but just something very calming um, where, you know, there's there's nothing scary or, you know, nothing too intense. So my list today is a mix of fiction and nonfiction, and I would classify all of them as very gentle. This list is in no particular order because ranking them would have been pretty impossible. Um, But the first book that comes to mind is by an actress and author named Isabel Gillies. And it's called, you're never going to believe this title, it's called Cozy, (laughs) The Art of Arranging Yourself in the World. I found this book at a bookstore um, about a year ago, and I rarely buy books. I usually just go check them out at the library and then return them after a few weeks. But I saw this book in the bookstore, and as soon as I saw the title on the spine, I grabbed it and knew I was going to buy it. I 1,000% judged this book by its title and by its cover, and I was absolutely right in my judgment. It is one of the best books I have ever read. I cannot say enough good things about this book. Isabel, the author, was able to put into words what I've been thinking for years 
about this idea, this state of coziness. She finds cozy in things that others may consider mundane or things that others may not even think about at all. She writes, you know, a list of, you know, different things throughout the book that she finds cozy. Cooking, community gardens, pencils, jury duty, yes, jury duty, Korean frozen pancakes, don't know what those are, but they sound delicious, and x-ray robes. (laughs) Her list is endless and so entertaining. She explains all of this by writing that cozy is an attitude and not a thing, and it stems from the very core of our individuality. And I've often wondered if I'm weird by the things that I find cozy, almost to the point where I was too embarrassed to even share things that I liked. But after I read her book, I realized that cozy is our solid connection to the world around us. And that's not weird, that's being human. Coziness is just our way of trying to find comfort in the world around us. Not a thing in the world wrong with that. The second book on my list is called Keeping the House by Ellen Baker. This novel is so beautifully written. I could picture the characters and the setting from just the summary on the dust jacket. It, she writes that beautifully. It's set in 1950 in Pine Rapids, Wisconsin, and it focuses on a young woman named Dolly. Um, Dolly's a lonely newlywed. Her husband fought in World War II, and which took place, you know, several years before, and he's, you know, struggling with the the aftermath of that, and she's struggling with finding her place. Um, she finds being a housewife pretty boring. She's not really connecting with the other women in town. And she comes across this beautiful old forgotten house and she becomes fascinated with it. She actually becomes obsessed with it. And she learns that the house once belonged to a prominent family in town named the Mickelsons. And eventually Dolly breaks into the house (laughs) and starts cleaning it up and she's starts piecing together some of the Mickelson's family history. And during all of this, the book moves back and forth in time from the late 19th century through both world wars and then back to Dolly in 1950. It's just, it's such a great book. I think I've read through it three or four times. Um, It's a pretty long book, um, but so worth it. Wonderful book. The next book on my list is Three Things About Elsie by Joanna Cannon. I was an emotional wreck reading this book. It, oh, it was so good. Um, It centers around 84-year-old Florence Claiborne and her best friend, Elsie. There are three things you should know about Elsie, Florence says to the reader. The first thing is that she's my best friend. The second is that she always knows what to say to make me feel better. And the third thing might take a bit more explaining. The book opens with Florence lying on the floor of her flat um, at a home for the elderly in England. She's fallen and she's just kind of stuck there on the floor till someone can come discover her. And as she's waiting for someone to come find her, she's thinking about her best friend Elsie and, you know, they're all they're growing up together. And she wonders if a terrible secret from their past 
is about to come to light. Um, this book had a little bit of mystery in it. It made me laugh. It made me cry. And it really gives you a new perspective on how an elderly person may feel as they're losing their independence um, when things are changing so fast around them. And you know, it's, it's such a great book. Last and certainly not least is a book called Nothing Much Happens by Catherine Nikolai. This book is fantastic and it is so true to its title because in this book, nothing much happens. <laughs> it's a collection of short stories which are calming bedtime stories for grown-ups. And within the pages of the book, um, Catherine includes recipes and a bath time ritual and even a sketch of this little town which she calls the village of nothing much. And I find myself just turning to that page where the sketch of the village is and just looking at it. I want to live there so badly. It is the cutest little village. There are 52 stories in the book and each story fits within a different season. So right now I'm working on the fall winter stories. It's they're perfect. My oldest daughter bought me this book months and months ago and I count it as one of the best gifts I've ever received. Um, one night, my youngest daughter wanted me to read one of the stories to her, and as I was reading, I heard a little snore, and I looked over, and my daughter was sound asleep. So I can truly say this book serves its purpose of calming your mind and helping you sleep, and my daughter will attest to that <laughs> as well. Um, but the author, Catherine Nikolai, also has a podcast called Nothing Much Happens that's just as great as the book. I highly encourage you to listen to that too. Um, I hope you enjoyed my book rambling today. I have so many more I want to share. It was really hard to narrow this down, um, but I'll share more on another visit together. Chances are your definition of cozy is very vast. It could be the way your favorite blanket feels after a long day. It could be the perfect little nook in your living room or even the way the sunlight and the shadows dance on your kitchen wall. The concept of cozy means a lot of things to a lot of people, but at its heart, cozy is what brings you comfort. It's what brings you peace. It's what centers you and reminds you of the joy in life. Cozy is what you make it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's simply what speaks to you. I hope through this podcast, you'll find comfort and joy. I hope you'll feel part of something encouraging and that you'll pass those feelings on to others around you throughout the week. And each week before we say goodbye, I want to leave you with a word that you may or may not have heard before. Um, like I said earlier, I was a teacher. I taught kindergarten and I loved to introduce you know, unusual vocabulary to my students. And I would encourage them to use it throughout the week in their conversations with each other, their conversations with me, their conversations with their family. And I, I just think a, a good vocabulary, a broad vocabulary is cozy. That's very cozy to me. I've always had um, interest in words and, and I have been known perhaps to read 
pages of the dictionary before. I told you my <laughs> my things that I found cozy were kind of weird. Um, but this week's word is snuggery. I have never heard this word before. Snuggery. Snuggery means a snug, cozy place, such as a small room. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I would love if you would connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at She's So Cozy. That's S-H-E-S-O-C-O-Z-Y. Or feel free to email me at shesocozy at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-S-O-C-O-Z-Y at gmail.com. I would love to hear your ideas, your thoughts, um, books that you love, movies that you love. Just let me know what you're thinking. I would love to hear it. I will also have all the links to the books that I mentioned today uh, on both my Instagram and my Facebook page if you're interested. I would also love, if you enjoyed today's visit, if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Well, I hope you will retreat to your snuggery for now and join me here next week on She's So Cozy. Bye.